created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, he's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. 
Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey, folks, welcome to the program. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. I'm not going to be doing my radio program tonight. I'll run it as a podcast, but there's just too much to teach you. And that's why I uh, did this cover for the program, how to get and conduct an election audit and leave all the BS and disinformation at the door. This is going to be some hardcore training, folks. I am going to warn you. Right now, if you've got your snowflake on tonight, if you're going to get offended by truth and words and facts, this is not the program for you to watch. This is not the program for you to watch. If you are here to fight this fight and save our nation from all of this Meshuggah that's going down, then you need to pay attention because now more than ever, we have standing to get audits and to get information. There's only one of two camps when it comes to audits and information. Information from people that have actually done it, know how to do it, and know what's in stake and how it's done, or you actually fall into another camp. And that is the camp that no matter where you hear the truth, if it comes from certain people, you're just going to cut your nose off to spite your face because it comes from somebody you're told you shouldn't like, which you should uh, think about. Think about why you're told that. Tonight is about absolute results and finally putting a stop to this. But I want you to know, I prepared. I'm totally prepared. I've got this covered. I have all the tools I need, and I am ready to do this, okay? I want you to get out your notepads, folks. I want you to write this down. And let me tell you why I want you to write it down. There's a certain amount of people that will go back and watch this instructional. This is not going to be fun. This is an instructional. I am going to take you to school, folks. And I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to tell you how the game is played. I'm going to tell you how to get an audit. And I'm going to tell you how to focus on it. But you have two choices when it comes to the truth. You can either accept the truth of actually doing it and what it takes and, and, and making mistakes along the way, by the way. Or... You can turn your nose up, play games, and say, I don't like that person, but I love this one. I'm not doing that crap. If that makes you leave my program, leave. Let me tell you why. Because, see, that's what the GOP has done to us. They have trained you. They have trained you. They paid people over the last two years to train you to plant seeds. Oh, well, no, can't, no, can't do that. They're not good enough. And you bought it. And by the way, here it is, midterms over. And here we set, folks. And it's time to get real about results. I'm going to take you through a formula 
of exactly what it takes to get an audit. Exactly. And I want you to understand one thing very, very simple. If you have a chance of doing an audit in your state or county, keep it freaking quiet. Reach out to people like myself that can help you, but keep it freaking quiet. Now, let me tell you why. We lost the ballots in Georgia when we were just a mere two weeks away. Everything decided Decided on the building, had uh, equipment arriving and everything. And we lost it because people decided it was far better to be known on social media about what shouldn't be talked about. But hey, it'll make me famous. People will pay attention to me and I'll be an instant election expert. And all of a sudden you release stuff. We were two, just under three weeks away. And we lost it all. Now, we lost it all because when things that it should have never been talked about in the open got talked about in the open because people think, well, a lot of people will follow me and think I'm smart if I post this. It riled up the cabal. Let me give you an example. When you talk and say, I've got this and we're going to do an audit and we've got it approved. Here is what happens. People tend to talk about it in social media. And the very people that want you dead, want to take over the country, are watching your social media. And they'll, well, who approved it? Who's doing it? Who has approved it? They're collecting names. And damned if don't, the next day, they're talking to that county, talking to those people threatening them and they get them to back off now i'm gonna do a little bit of admonishment here because all of you have seen on the internet over the last day the poll books adding votes adding voters at the last minute we've always known this was done always That's why information was put out to capture it. Here's how to capture it. Here's what to record. But what people couldn't do, because they let it out, it was never to be let out. Because you got to get the legal groundwork laid first. And then you understand about, yes, that's where it was jumping by hundreds. You got to get the legal groundwork laid first. So you understand the implications. You understand how you fight it. People thinking they had a story and a scoop and a social media story released it. And once you release it, you cannot pull it back. Now, the way that works, folks is the only thing you've done is the left will make up an excuse why that happens that way. They'll manufacture their defense. They will call in their media cores. Do you follow what I'm saying? They'll call in their media cores. They'll label it fake news, and it's freaking over. 
because they will explain it. The way it really works is you hold back how you find it until you find it, filed it, got it in, and it can't be retracted. The best optics of all is if you can get it all the way to the point you get it to, to court, your first court, and you get to present it, then what you've done is you've got it, you, you've gotten it into the court record. There's a reason why talking in front of the Senate at a Senate hearing on the public record, you basically reveal things at that time because it cannot be struck from the record. There is a method to this madness. There is a method to this crisis. None of this, none of this is to make somebody a social media superstar or to get a drop on a breaking story. The press is your last resort. When you can't get traction, you can't get it in the court record, you've been turned away, and then you need to enlist the help of the public. It is your last part of the process. I want everybody to remember that. A lot of you are election workers. I want you to remember everything about you and your social media and everything is being watched. When you have evidence and you find impactful evidence, you immediately run it up the legal chain, get it into the process, but you don't Roll it out for social media. I just want you to remember that. You don't roll it out for social media. This is the way it works. And this is the way we keep our standing and you don't inform the enemy what you're coming with. I even tell you this every day. The most dangerous enemy is the one you can't see and does not telegraph what's coming. And that's the truth. The easiest enemy to deal with is the one you know who they are and they telegraph what's coming because you know how to work around it. So I'm going to tell you how to get an audit. I'm going to tell you about things that because we've now gone so far through this, and they're a matter on public record, you need to understand it. And so any of you that are pushing for audits, I'm going to give this to you, but do not go out on social media and, and the moment you get one ready or you're working on one, don't announce it. Keep it quiet to your experts and your legal team, but don't announce it. Because any of you that are patriots and have groups, you have the enemy embedded with you. Just accept that. Just accept that. You have the enemy embedded with you. So I'm going to tell you what all of us learned over two years fighting for audits, fighting for Maricopa. I'm going to explain the differences 
right? Between people that will fill you with bullshit about what a full forensic audit is and what really a full forensic audit is and all the parts you need. Because I want you to understand, when they let you come in, there are always hooks and minutia in it that make it not be, make it not be what you think you're going to get. So let's begin here. It is my contention that more than any time in history, even more than 2020, all of the candidates, all of the candidates who ran and have lost, who were the front leaders, all of them have almost instantaneous standing. And they have standing because there were so many hiccups. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there were so many hiccups in the program. The fact that everybody understood problems were going on and people were reporting problems. That's important to report problems as they happen. And because so many people walked into this 2024 with their eyes open, word got out as soon as the games started being played and the machines breaking down and wouldn't read the ballots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? So a lot of people have phenomenal standing in court to say, Judge, it's very simple. Almost two out of every four ballots or two out of every five ballots couldn't be read by the machine. Therefore, the chain of custody was missing. They might have possibly blended the ballots. We don't really know if they were counted. Therefore, we need to do a full recount of the physical ballot and all of its votes. Why? Because there were thousands and thousands and thousands of instances of the machines rejecting the ballot and them having to go in a separate box completely new and people draining those boxes of ballots, not following chain of custody, not doing it right, and accidentally mixing them so you cannot tell what was scanned or what wasn't. That creates the path to standing. Okay, that creates the path to standing. Now, I want to tell you something else. You recently heard today that it is believed by some people that the reasons the ballot didn't scan correctly is because there were ballots of a different size. There was an official ballot that was X inches long, and then there were this ballot of X inches long, 19 to 20 inches. That information should have never been made public because that is physical evidence. It should have been saved for the courtroom with an example in front of a judge when it got there and said, here you go, night and fucking day. 
This is where we hurt ourselves. Let me tell you why. There is no news, folks. Wake up. There is no news that our elections are broken. No shit, Sherlock. There is no news that the machines need to get kicked to the curb. No shit, Sherlock. There is no news that they're going to delay and not count ballots. Something's wrong. No shit, Sherlock. But what there is, is either we play to win or we cut our own noses off to spite our face. And that is where we are in this battle, folks. The lines are getting blurred. We had people that went down to the MTech Center in Arizona protesting. Should have never been there protesting where they counted ballots. They already set up that we were insurrectionists and rioters from the January 6th people. Learn your lesson. Go from that place and go to the Capitol and stand quiet and calm. But yet some bozos who's out there saying a real regulated militia dressing up in their camo. Yes, probably a setup. Probably a setup by the left. But if you were a conservative that did that, what the fuck were you thinking? Idiot. And that's where we've got to get the showmanship out of this. That's where we've got to get the bragging rights out of this. That's where we've all got to get on the same page of how do you really do this? And that is why I'm coming to you this evening And I'm going to give you the step by the freaking step by the freaking step by the freaking step. I'm going to tell you where the pitfalls are. And I hope you take the time to write them down. Number one. In this business of politics, especially audits. Words matter. Words matter. There are a lot of places that the vote, the vote is so close that it's going to trigger an automatic recount. You're going to hear that in multiple states because the vote was so close. It is going to trigger an automatic recount. Okay. Now. The definition of recount basically means if a thousand people voted ballots, right? Then they're going to open the boxes and you get to count pieces of paper to make sure it's a thousand. That is, by their terms, a recount. That has nothing to do with how the votes are cast. What I want you to do is don't pay attention to people who haven't done it. I'm an expert and we're going to get a recount. Because all you'll be able to do is recount paper numbers. They will give you a little slip of paper and said, this is how many ballots it said it counted. They will take those ballots 
They will run them back through the same machines. And as long as that piece of paper comes out the same number, sometimes it can even be off two or three, but they don't care about it. They say, look, we did a recount. See it? Nothing's wrong. We did a recount. Don't fall for that trap. I hope you wrote that one down. To get to the bottom of this, you have to have the physical ballot. And if you're going to get a hold of the physical ballot, you have to recount the votes. But you're not doing it because of a recount. You're doing it just for compliance to make sure that it read the votes correctly. All you're doing is making sure it read the the votes correctly. Why? Because there were so many errors in the ballots. Don't go saying fraud. Don't go saying stop the steal. At the local level in your precincts, when you say fraud, it bounces it to what? The Department of Justice. Do you think Merrick Garland is going to do anything about it? Change your words. Stop hurting America with your ill-informed words. Now, here is the progression of the complication hurdles you're going to have to go through to make sure you get this right. Everything needs to be predicated upon affidavits and instances of visual observations of maladministration. You didn't handle this right. You had 1,100 voters in a town of 700. That's one example. You got to base it on facts, not on fucking charts based on somebody's opinion. Those will never clear the court. But when you say and you gather up a thousand people that went to this one little voting place and a thousand people have affidavits and says, my affidavit didn't scan. Now I don't even know if it counted. And now I hear they got mixed up. I don't think my vote counted. You have standing. You gather those affidavits and people. Okay. Physical evidence, not, not a forest animal saying, Hey, I got a cool chart. Look, fraud. That's not fraud. That's not fraud. It's not even proof. But a thousand people saying, I'm not sure my vote counted. And I had to scan it five or six times. And I still don't think it counted. And I put it in that slot number three. And now I hear they screwed up the dividers and mixed them all. That's called, I've been harmed. It's a problem. I have the right to know. I hope you're writing this down. Okay? Now, if you're going to do a proper audit, a proper audit, there's a physical side, there's a data side, 
There's a virtual side, a physical side, a data side. When I say data, I'm talking about the data in the machines, the transactional part of the machines going uh, forth and voting. When I say the virtual side, that's the data that existed before voters list, registration files, etc. Okay? Very simple. Those are the three aspects of it. So let's talk about what is the physical side of an audit. Here are all the things that are physical. Okay? Write them down. This is why I'm recording it so you can watch it over and over and you can make your list. You can check it twice, right? And you can find the naughty and you're not going to fucking be nice about it because you're going to be thorough about it. That's why I said, if you're a snowflake, leave the room. If you don't have what it takes to fight right, don't screw it up for the rest of us. Number one, here are the physical indices, the indicators that you need to do a proper full forensic audit. You have, of course, how many ballots were printed. You have how many envelopes were printed and used. You have the orders of how much ballot paper was ordered. Where did it go? Who did it get transported to? You have all the receipts of who did your ballot mailing and stuffing. What is the postage for those ballots that were sent out? Okay. It's a real simple mathematical thing, right? If the ballot cost a dollar to mail, I'm just making it simple for you. If the ballot cost a dollar to mail and your county has 1 million registered voters that should get a ballot, but when you get the records, you find out they spent one and a half million dollars You've got an indication where something went wrong instantly. Boom. You've got a 500,000 overage. Get it? This is all part of the physical trailing of what you need to know. The physical trailing. Okay? You need all of those purchase orders, all of those agreements, all of that postage paid in and out. All the receipts from the post office of what did the county pay? What did the ballot printer pay going out? How much did they have to pay coming back in? It's simple math. How many they sent out divided by how much it cost should it match exactly what that dollar was paid? How many that came back when the places where the, the counties pay the postage back by how many did they say were returned by mail? You should be able to match those up. Then you've got drop boxes. Then you got et cetera. Now, what is other physical evidence? You have the physical ballot itself. You have to try to account for any overage in ballots, meaning all the ballots printed, all of the extra ballots printed, all of the extra ballots or ballot paper that was printed in the precincts. If your precinct had 2,000 sheets of ballot paper, and at the end of the night, they have 400 sheets of ballot paper left, it's pretty simple to see that you should have 600 voters in that mix. If you have a precinct 
and they were issued 2,000 pieces of ballot paper. And at the end of the night, you've got 500 pieces of ballot paper left, then you should have 1,500 votes. But what happens if you got 500 of these in a precinct, 500 pieces of this ballot paper left, but all of a sudden you had 2,000 votes? Why didn't you use 2,000 pieces of paper? Simple math, folks. It's simple, simple math. It only tells you where to begin. It only tells you where to begin. Now, this is pretty basic stuff. Number one, the ballots, you cannot tell from looking at a ballot who the person was that voted it. That's a lie, and it's bullshit. I've had a Secretary of State tell me, we don't, we're not going to let people look at the cast vote records of the ballots because you can tell who voted. And I said, really? You can tell who voted in your ballots? Yes, of course you can tell who voted. And so you don't have a secret ballot in your state as required by federal law? Uh, what do you mean? Well, if you can tell who the voter is by the ballot, uh, you're breaking federal and state law. So you're telling me you can tell in your state? Oh, no, that's not what I said. But you told me you can tell who the voter is by who voted a ballot. Well, you can. Tell me how. Show me how. Show me how you do it. Well, of course, you can never do that. Any auditor can't do that. You can't put those two pieces of the puzzle back together because from the moment they're split from the envelope, the moment they're taken out of the mailing envelope, it becomes a secret ballot. There will now lie that they've started saying you can't look at the cast vote record, which is the electronic copy of the ballot, because you can tell who voted it. Again, that's another lie. You cannot. So you catch them in that first lie saying you can tell who voted it. Total horseshit. Then when I caught them in that next lie, he said, well, uh, we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't keep electronic copies of those ballots or anything. And I go, you didn't keep any copies. Nope. Not at all. We don't have any of that stuff after the election. And so you violated U.S. Code 41 or 42, 1973, 1984, and U.S. Code, you know, 52-20-701. What's that? Well, you're supposed to keep it for 22 months. I think he got my point when he said, fuck you, and hung up on me. <laughs> but they will tell you every bit of this. But the excuses they give you why they can't do it are actually violations of the law, if it's actually true. So I want you to understand, there is no way you can tell who the person is that voted the ballot in a normal election, unless you live in a town of two people. or one person, or maybe three people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, now you got the gist of it. You need the physical ballots. Now, what is the physical ballot? That's the freaking paper you voted on. Not their copy of it. Not any of that. The physical ballot. They'll also tell you, well, only we can touch it because it's special, which is another horse crap lie. 
I'll save how you get around that later, but that's also BS. You're not going to get them shipped to a special place. You're going to have to deal with them where they are. They're, they're not going to move them and transporting them. They're all within their rights there. And then you want to get the mailing envelopes. Write this down. You want to get the envelopes to look at them front and back to make sure they're within compliance. You're looking to see if you find a bunch of envelopes with no franking. You know what franking is, right? No, no, not that frank. Franking, it means the stamp from the post office on it. Yes, there can be some. There can be some that won't have franking on it because they dropped them in a drop box. You just count that tally. And if they said a thousand were dropped in boxes that didn't come back through the mail, you'll find a thousand frankless ones in there, and that number should match. Exactly. Okay. Then you're going to want to check signature verification. Now, I'm going to explain Maricopa County. It's the easiest way to understand it. And many people have this wrong, and it hurts us when you don't pay attention to what we already know. Number one, when it comes to the signature checking process, and they tell you two people sit there and look at them and confirm it, that is not true in totality. It is only partially true. At the moment, in many of these places, they use artificial intelligence to check for the signatures. That means if the computer says it's okay, it's never going to go to a human. The only thing that's going to go to a human is the one where the computer says, I'm not quite sure. You need to understand that. You need to understand that. They'll say they do signature verification. They'll say we have bipartisan two people sit there and look at it. I want you to understand those are all disconnected. It is not a requirement that they have somebody on the left and the right. They say it. They just don't mean it. And they certainly don't exercise it. But at least they have some token conservatives. And in the challenge scenarios for signature checking, yes, people will look at it. But you're only going to be as good as the people that are sitting there and how they're trained to do it. What they don't tell you on signature checking is most of it is now being done by artificial intelligence. And if the computer says it's a match, it goes right through. Now, let's talk about computer matching. Consider it 10 little clicks on a dial. One, two, three, four, or 10 little clicks. 10 being you double, triple, quadruple check this crap. Okay? In that scenario, it's going to do the most possible checks it can to be fail safe to check it. In Maricopa County in 2020, they found out within the first 100,000 attempts at signature checks, it wasn't working. So they started clicking it back, click, 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 until they finally got to one, which is basically useless. 
So just so you know, out of like 2 million, 2.1 million ballots, which is not even a real number, folks, but a 2 million, 2.1 million ballots they claimed, there was probably only about 150,000 actual ballots truly checked for signatures. That's it. Most of these bigger counties are the same way. Most of these metropolitan areas are the same way. In Maricopa and Court, they found through tests, through third parties, that it failed 90% of the time. They will say the words, you are the one connecting them because they're uttering them without commas. We signature check every one of the ballots. In fact, our stations have... Is it, you know, we do this. It's made up of bipartisan people that sit there and look at it. Now, I told you everything partially correct. You now know where the hyphens and the commas go. Even work that was done with blank signatures in Maricopa, where you found out there were blank signatures, was so poorly done and underreported to come under the number as to not cause a problem that when that batch of 1.7 million ballots came through, the person who did the work said there were a couple thousand blank ones they should have never gone through, which is correct. But now when a hand match of about 135,000 but done, it's over 20,000 have already been found. You're only as good as your processes. You're only as good as making sure you have the right steps and processes in place. Next, adjudication in most places is not done neither bipartisan nor thoroughly. It's also done by adjudication. They've gone to computerized systems. If the computer says something's wrong, they highlight it to a person, it will go and they'll look at it. It may or may not be anything wrong. But that doesn't mean a person looked at it officially. But because people don't do their homework and don't know how to forensic audit, we're not asking the right questions. So let me explain how this works. How long do you think it would take you to look up and down a piece of paper and check everything? Well, you'd be really good at it if it was 10 seconds. You'd be very good at it. So I want you to understand something. If you could do it in 10 seconds and I gave you six ballots, that means you're going to spend one minute with no transit time in between. One minute looking at paper. Boom, boom, boom. Get it? One minute. Six of them times 10 seconds. One minute. But however, if people really did their job checking the right things and asking for the right things, you would look at the logs of approval and you'll find weird stuff like, how did 300 ballots all in adjudication get approved at the exact same time? Think about it, folks. That would have been 3,000 seconds of time. But it all got done in one click. What does that tell you mathematically? They really didn't bother to look at them. Facts matter. So you've got to get all this data. I'm going to skip over the data on the voting machines, the software, and all that stuff. You've you've heard enough presentation on it. I'm even going to skip over the cast vote records because you even now know there is the physical ballot, 
There is the pre-ballot, means the image when it comes in. There's the post-adjudication image called the post. There is what we call a text or splog, right, version of it. There's multiple versions of it. But if you're so uh, not trained in what to ask for and you ask for the cast vote records and you get it, they will give to you the end version of what they said the election went like. So let me ask you a question. If they hand you what they say is legit, why are you trusting it's the right information? See, you're always going to get handed the things that match the machines. Always, by default. This is, they're, they're not stupid, folks. They're going to hand you what they say it is, and it's going to match. Now let's go to the next part of the equation. Let's say you're challenging a race for a house, house rep. Okay? And you live in an area where they make sure you vote by precinct. Do you follow what I'm saying? They, you, they make sure you vote by precinct. Means if you live in precinct 10, you vote in precinct 10, you can't vote anywhere else, and they're all going to be precinct 10 ballots. Now, that's very easy to understand that the ballots for the precinct had to go there had to be run in there, and now you've got small number, exactness, and they're all together. Do you understand that? Small numbers, and they're very exact, and they're all together because they're operating by precinct, which is the way that it should be done. Part of what they've done since COVID is, we'll take Maricopa, 748 precincts, and they magically opened voting centers in the magical special 200 places where you can't get that nasty cold. We searched them out and we found 200 wonderful spots. You're safe and you can go there. You just can't go to all 748. Now, what they've done there and getting away from the precincts, they have thrown everything into the wash. Everything. It's the way you hide the errors by mixing it all up. Do you follow me? So, you have to be able to know how your election was run. If your election, and you you have got to ask it three or four times, be exact and freaking get it in writing. Did the election run by precinct where people must had to vote only in their precinct? And when you get yes, yes, and yes, you have an easier road of it. Why? Because it's just for that precinct, only that precinct, only the documents for that precinct, only the people for that precinct, and it's already gathered. Now let's go where they mix them into the wash. You can vote anywhere, which is part of what they're doing. Now you have a problem. The problem you have is if your person running for the house, they're going to have certain precincts that apply to them. Only a certain number of ballots are going to apply to them. Okay? 
Very simple logic. Therefore, if you were lucky enough to get the ballot, and they say they're going to hand you all of the ballots for that race, you got a problem. And here's the problem. You do understand that all of those ballots are supposedly mixed all over the place. Which means if they're really mixed all over the place, they could be scattered across a thousand boxes and they could be scattered across 8,000 batches. That's a problem because they'll complain we can't do it. But you also have to consider the flip side. If they're even willing to do it and your candidate got 20,000 votes, they're going to pull 20,000 ballots with 20,000 votes. But does that mean those were all the ballots? No, it does not. So see, your wording and what you request has to be very specific. What you want to do is you want to see, especially when you're in these mixed voting center areas, you have to ask for every ballot cast. Because you need to be able to inspect them as they came in. And they'll be spread out in a lot of places. And so the best way to ask for it is you want every ballot that came back in any form or any way with this candidate's name on it. Not a vote. With the candidate's name printed on the ballot. Now, what is the difference between asking for every ballot that voted for this person versus every ballot that was printed with that person's name on it. It's a volume issue. Because if you ask only for every ballot that that, that was voted for that person, that's exactly what you're going to get. And it's going to match. When they hit that number, oh, we should find uh, 21,032. When they find 21,032, they're done. You need to understand how this game is played, folks. You know enough about those. You got to be very thorough and structuring, right? Structuring what is called the scope of your audit. It's called the scope of your audit. And if you don't list it in the scope of your audit and get it agreed to in writing, in an agreement, you can't do it. You can't stick in things later. That's why words matter. And a recount is technically only a count of the paper that's there. That's it. Whether there's no a vote on it or not, Thousand people said they voted. You know, we say a thousand people voted. We're not counting those freaking votes. There just better be a thousand ballots there and you're stuck with it. Words matter. Now, I dealt with this in Texas. Somebody called me from Texas because they knew I used to live in Texas. And they said, we're doing an audit and we're getting all the ballots. And I kept on hearing this. And so I picked up the phone and I called the person doing this. And I said, I hear you're doing a full forensic audit in Texas. And that's really funny because I've never talked to you. 
But when I watch what you're saying, it's all of the technologies and stuff we do. Don't you think we should talk? And this person in Tarrant County said, well, we got one of the people that was the lead for the audit in Arizona, and they're going to help us. And I said, who's that person? And they gave me a name. It was a person that helped volunteer at the audit but really had no dealings with the state of Texas, but this person was dropping their name. And I said, okay, well, tell me what you're getting. We're getting all the ballots. And I said, you're getting the physical ballots, the physical ballots with how people voted on it. We are getting the physical ballots with how people voted on it. I did that dance for about a month. Until I got suspicious and I said, tell me about these ballots again. How are you getting them? How do you even know if you're getting them? How do you even know the standard that's needed to inspect them? Well, that we just heard scan the ballots and they're, they're so nice. The county's going to scan them for us. I said, what? The county's going to scan them for you. Yeah, they're going to scan them for us. Again, this is where. We do stuff to cut the nose off our face. If it's just a scan, it's just a scan. Well, it can be the difference between a freaking Monet and the Louvre or Etch-a-Sketch. But it's still technically a scan. So they haven't even, hadn't even thought about that words have definitions. When I finally got around to it and I got through it and said, okay, well, how long have they been promising you these? When are you going to get them? Well, we're not sure, but we're, we're, we, we, we think we'll get them in a week. I'll go, great. I'll call back a week later. You got them? Not yet, not yet. They're going to be a week. And, and I thought, because I'm trained to ask the questions, I said, how long have you been waiting on these? And they're going to be a week. And she said, mm, about nine months. <laughs> and I said, let me get this straight. They've been telling you they're going to give you scans of the ballots for about nine months and they're going to be ready in a week. Yep. And you believe that? Yep. At the end of the day, ready for this? The county doesn't use paper ballots. The county use ballot marking devices, meaning where you do, 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 and it fills it in. And she wasted a year of people's time because she didn't even understand what it was. And what she was getting was a, a sheet of paper with the Q code on it, which you can't even read to see how people voted. And because, yep, we're going to give you how everybody voted, copy of the ballot. Well, to them inside, that was the copy of the ballot. This person raised money and wasted a year of Texans' time doing it. That is how hard it is. And oh, by the way, the old thing, you can download it as a PDF. Wrong. You know how law firms and nobody uses letterhead anymore? And when they type it, it automatically prints out on the letterhead because it's a PDF. A PDF by nature means you can insert something on it. Your versions of PDF, you cannot use in court. Why? 
because they're designed to over-insert images. That is why these guys give you PDFs, because they're not admissible in court. You have to go get the actual high-res JSON or TIFF image that's not manipulable, so you can see it all there. But they'll give you PDFs all damn day long. Now, what's the difference in this? Why am I even doing this? Because knowing what to do has nothing to do with how you dress or how religious you are. It has only to do with, do you know what the hell you're doing? And do you know how to get it? And have you been through it? Let's move on to the games that are played in these audits. They'll tell you all damn day long, yes, we're going to let you inspect the ballots. And you're going, hot damn, we're going to look at 50,000 ballots. And you don't do your homework. This happens all over. We have permission. We're going to scan the ballots, Jovan. They're going to give us all the ballots. I go, great. I said, I want you to go back and I want you to ask them this question. Where are the ballots? Where are we going to do this? And who can touch the ballots? People invariably come back dejected because here's what they learned. Well, I asked the questions you told me to ask. And yeah, come to find out, yeah, there's 600 boxes of ballots, but they're going to pull one. And that's what they're going to let us look at. Uh, oh, yeah, we can't go to where the ballots are. We don't get to see all the boxes. They're just going to bring that one box in. Oh, yeah, they won't let us touch them. They're going to hold them up. And we say, okay, turn it over, and they're going to hold them up and let us look at them. And then I go, well, how many fucking ballots do you think you're going to look at? I've had so many people jumping up down. We're getting the ballots. We're getting this. And, and that's the game they play. And it's all because you get wrapped up in thinking you know what the process is, thinking you know what it takes, and all of a sudden you watch somebody on TV, that's just it, that's what you do, praise God, and boom, you think you're done, and you don't get jack shit. Or you show up, and you can't touch a thing. So let me tell you how this game is played. Number one. They, can, they will utter the words, and in some states you have the rights to inspect the ballots. The bitch comes in, what's the definition of inspection? I did not have sex with that woman. It's all about definitions, baby. You have the right to inspect them as a citizen. And they'll kind of do a little dog and pony and hold them up and say, hurry up, you got an hour, get out of here. So you have to be exceedingly thorough and believe nothing. And if you can't get in a writing, folks, you don't have shit. And if they're refusing giving it to you in writing, you ain't getting it. I watched this go on in Nevada. We're going to get the ballots. We're going to recount them all. They told them we could. The secretary of state said it. They're going to do it. Right. 
until the day before the election said, okay, you got to show up. You got one hour to do it. And you can't do them. So here are the catches. You have to understand the words they play with this. Number one, if you're going to do an audit, a true audit, you need to look at all the boxes where they set. That doesn't mean you need to touch them, but you need to be able to visually see them and make sure they're sealed. When that box is sealed, they should be labeled appropriately. That's where your work begins. Is the box sealed? Was it in a secure area? Is it under videotape surveillance and recording? Are there paper logs of everybody who's been in here? I want copies of the paper logs. You got a camera. You're photographing all the boxes sealed with the labels on them. Then when you get a hold of the box in this process, which you have to work out the details I won't get into, you're unsealing it because it should be sealed. And when you crack it open, there should be nice little neat batches, fairly well-defined placard cards or rubber bands of these are the batches with documentation that says what happened. If they're not sealed and they're in disarray, and they're in not in batches, that is part of the physical evidence. That what? They were not sealed, they were in disarray, and they were not kept in compliance. Do you know you can make a mistake getting these boxes set in front of you? And somebody invariably goes, oh shit, these are all out of order. Let me put them back in order. Okay. You just got rid of the evidence. Trust me, I've seen it. So the status of the box is evidence. In Maricopa, 1,675 boxes. 52 boxes were chose for if they got audited. And when they decided to do their own audit to pull the wool over you, those 52 boxes they looked at and everything in there was perfect. But when you look at the other 1,625, they were total disarray and a wreck and out of compliance. You didn't even know that they handpick what gets audited, which leads you to the next part of why everybody must talk. There is no badge you can wear that says, I know how to do it. That's not how it works. It works by actually doing it, being through it, understanding what happens, understanding what you're looking for, because it is an investigation. All of this matters. It is all evidence. If the boxes, the batches and stuff in disarray, it's all evidence. Now, Here's the next little rig. Let's say they decide to let you look at all these damn boxes. Okay, you can do it. Now, here's the next couple of things. One, there is always a window by which you have to file your legal challenge. You got a very short window to challenge it. Some people say, Ah, uh, we just canvas first, and if we canvas first and we find something, then hey, they'll let us go back and look at the ballots. Wrong. Because you already blew your window. And you blew it for everybody. Because you can't go backwards. You start right then, 
right now while it's fresh, filing your challenges, and you never back off those ballots. If you want to canvas, go canvas. You don't back off the ballots and the envelopes. If you want to canvas, go canvas. You never back off the ballots in the envelopes. There is no, you'll get access to them after we've done a canvas if we find something. That was a deep state con game. And everybody lost access to the ballots. You fight right up the front for the ballots. Right up the front for the ballots. Or else you will never get them. Now, that's the first rig. So you have to make sure really quick People are filing. People are talking. Somebody has standing. You've got it in with the time limit. Here's the next rig. Let's say everything goes your way. They say, okay, we're going to allow you to look at all the ballots. Yes, we're going to agree to your terms. Here's the next rig. But you have two days to do it. Because people can't do simple math. If you wanted to look at a million ballots and it takes you a minute to inspect a ballot, that's 1 million minutes. If you got 1 million minutes divided by 60, that's, you know, an hour divided by 24, that's how many how many days you need, then you figure out your manpower. You can't do it in 2 days. So they're going to tell you you seem to think they get to set all the rules. And you don't know, no, whoa, 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 whoa. We've got a we've got a time study here. That can't be done. Maybe you'll get over that hurdle. As long as you have advice from people that really do it. Teaching at a junior community college does not mean you know how this was done. Facts, words, definitions matter. So once you get past, once you get past all of that crap. Here's the next curveball they throw at you. Okay, we've agreed to your two weeks and you can inspect all the ballots. Here's the next curveball. But you can't touch them. It has to be our people. That's not a hard written rule and that's horseshit. In Arizona, used police, fire, accountants, etc. You can still get it done. But they'll try to tell you it has to be their people. Here's the next rig. Oh, this is so contentious and so many people are threatening us. It's hazard pay. And you've got to pay our fees. That's the next way they try to dissuade you. Like the like a Colorado trying to charge you uh uh $235,000 to give you electronic copies of the ballots they already have. They hit one button to transfer to this, but they're going to charge you two hundred and thirty-five dollars for it. That's all punitive stuff to keep you away from the ballots, folks. So let's say you get past the personnel crap. Then they're going to say, well, it's hazard pay and it's dangerous and it's so stressful. They can't work eight hours a day. We can only work three hours a day. Well, now they just fucking ate up your two weeks. Because now they're telling you they got to do it and they can only work three hours a day, which means you now need six weeks to do it. You can't do it in two. Get it? You got to be careful of the games. You got to be careful of the games. The next game they play. Okay, damn it. You can have six weeks to do it and you can have all your people do it. We're doing it. But here's where you got to do it. 
and you'll find out it's a 10 by fucking 10 room in the basement of the courthouse. That's the next game they play. You won't have enough space to do it. I just want you to understand, right? Which people learned on your back. Where were the only people in America doing a full forensic audit and was total horseshit? Didn't even look at a freaking ballot or envelope. Because they learned what they could have openly known if everybody talked and worked together. Instead of thinking, hey, I got a new audit business. I'm going to get in the audit business. This is like big money. It is the, it's not, it's a losing proposition. It's horrible. It's nuts. But unfortunately, we have to do it. All of these are just idiosyncrasy and, and roadblocks and, and, and crap they do to keep you away from the ballots. And so if you are in a position where you believe your candidates have standing, I'm going to beg you, do not do what was done for 2020. We're two years out of that. We now know what to do. And just because somebody's nice and church churchy doesn't mean they can get it done. And charts don't matter. Only physical evidence does. Only physical evidence does. Only physical evidence does. Charts on public data are just fucking theory at the end of the day. That is like you being convicted of murder because somebody said, well, the average murder has a slightly balding hair, is middle-aged, blue eyes with a salt and pepper beard. And in this particular place, that's the, and all of a sudden you get convicted for it because the trends say it's that. That's just not how courts work, folks. But it's great for show. Raises a shitload of money, and it's great for show, but nothing comes from it. You've got to be prepared to fight with proof. Now, all of these elements I've been telling you about, the digital team, the virtual teams, the canvas teams, the hard for rinks, they all go together in a mix, and they all work side by side, all running towards the the same goal, all running towards the same goal. And if it's good work, everybody's numbers cross-confirm each other's. Sure enough, in Maricopa, all these corrupt images that they said were just a boo-boo, no, it was all horseshit. No date and time stamps. The canvas that says it looks like, uh, you know, 280,000 people's votes that they thought they cast weren't used and they got replaced. We caught it. We showed it. That is what a full forensic audit is, folks. Your counties have rules and laws. Now, as much as every one of us want to kick the machines to the curb, you have to understand 
many of these counties and states have written into their charters and laws that you have to use electronic voting machines. They've covered their bases, folks. And so you have to fight this in stages. Okay, going to do the machines, but we're also going to do a hand count. Well, if the machines work, they wouldn't be fighting the hand count at the same time. For those of them that got, and I'm still trying to wait to see who really got it, a hand count side by side, it should have some very miraculous information. But that's why they fight that. I've had one of my most dearest friends tell me in the midterm she's not going to vote because a vote doesn't matter. But I've been watching Nasera Guerra Q, and I know the Army's got this, and we're not even going to get to the midterm because the Army's going to come in and lock them all up. They've already been hanging them in D.C. Didn't you know that 36 of all of our state's Supreme Courts in each state ruled that the 2020 election was decertified? This is some of the shit that's out there. Because people want to believe. People want to be rescued. And people want other people to do it for them. There's very few people willing to do it for themselves. But the only way we're going to win, and we're going to win this one, is we've got to be in it together. And we've got to get really focused on what is freaking real and doable and not. And we've got to get real about winning cases. And we've got to get real about doing proof. But this wonderful, just sweet friend of mine didn't vote in the midterms. And now we've got to fight for Herschel Walker in Georgia. Called that person because she can rally a lot of people need help on the ground. Nope, not doing it until they get rid of the Dominion machines. Folks, that's just not how it's going to happen. You can't. I'm not voting. You get rid of the machines and I'll vote again. You know what they're doing? They're saying, fucking thank you. Fucking A. It worked. How stupid is that mentality? And this is one of my dearest friends. But they're so hurt and so crushed. That's their form of protest. Nope. Nope. Not even going to vote. Not going to do anything. Not going to help Herschel. Not until they get rid of the Dominion machines. The cabal's cheering for you. They're not going to go, oh, shit. Well, okay, we'll get rid of the machine so you can vote. That's just not how it works, folks. Next. You can do all of the data work in the world. But when you use words like, I've looked at 45 states and they all have fraud. When you make statements like that, and supposedly you're a Nobel, what, nominee? I've found fraud in 45 states. You haven't found fraud. You have found an irregularity that needs to be addressed. And that's all you found. And it's your your opinion. That's all there is. But when people repeat that, we have found fraud in 45 states. It's proven. The Supreme Court, the Supreme Court has found, found it and ruled that 
the 2020 election is hereby decertified, but the mainstream media won't cover it. You're killing us. You're killing us with that shit. Let me tell you why. Number one, it's a lie. And number two, you're making people stand down. That's why they spread that shit. And number three, when you said I found fraud in 45 states, you're feeding the left's narrative that we're a bunch of fucking wackadoodles. You have not found fraud, because there's a definition for it, in 45 states. You have found irregularities that we must investigate to see what they are and prove them. But you know what? If you haven't gotten into the machines and into the ballots and into the books and into the roles and into the operations and into the chain of custody and into all the documentation, you can't find it. But here's the good thing about cabals. When the system, just like us, are under a lot of pressure... Mistakes get made. Loose lips sink ships. You know that they need time to get this done. But I'm going to give you logic that most people never look at because everything matters. People told you all over social media, Joe Biden's a fucking idiot. He's just putting back their reports and putting them in a fancy graph and saying it's his. No, you got to study backwards so you know what happens currently. That's why in Maricopa, we knew about one quarter of 1% of ballots would get rejected because they said you already voted it. And that's why in 2020, when the rejections went to 16%, not a quarter of 1%, we knew we had found the right trail. When you try to pull something off this big, and it is not in the code of the machines, When you pull something off this big, you're invariably going to make mistakes because people are involved and you're juggling a lot of shit. That's why they don't want you to look at the physical paper. They'll fight you all day long on digital data because it can be manipulated and it's hard to understand. And their experts can challenge your experts. But the reason they keep you away from the paper is because you can find it always when you look at the paper. You can find it when you open up your scale and your scope, your scope of your audit, and you understand what you're asking for. And I'll give you a prime example. In Maricopa right now, can we all agree that part of what the cabal fights for is money and control of money? Can we at least agree to that? Yes, the cabal is fighting for our money and fighting for our control, okay? Did you know if you look at the elections in Maricopa right now and you see all these tight bullshit races, while I believe politicians are in the back room, okay, you give us this and we'll let Kerry win, but we want, we want amnesty for illegals. I believe these rat bastards are negotiating back rooms to allow this across the finish line. That's my own interpretation, folks, but that's what I think the slow count is besides changing it in threats, right? It's, it's leverage. Everything's about leverage. In these close races, 
where people are barely getting past each other. If it's really about the money, why does the fucking treasurer in Maricopa, a Republican, and has a margin of 250,000 votes over his opponent? What? 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 If you, you look at everything because it is in everything that they can't do, they can't cover, is where you find the big breaks. You can't tell me this is a race of minor numbers, trickle, 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 trickle. But the treasurer is has won, won by 250000 Let me tell you another thing you can't do. Why is it they can't name a governor or they can't name a senator, but all the fucking ballots have all these other races and they called them or they called the measures, but they just can't call governor and they can't call senator or secretary of state. Use your freaking noggin, folks. If they can count that one, they can count. They've counted every damn one of them. Oops. It is by having the wide view of looking at everything for the clues, you find the clues. And here's how it's done. You do not go into this saying, it's fraud and it's fraud. You don't go into that. You go into something doesn't look right here. Let's just see what the ballots tell us. And the ballots and all of that together will tell you what the real truth is. You don't have to pull it out of your ass. And when all of you guys pull it out your ass, it was fraud and it was this. You're hurting us. Stick to science, folks. Stick to science. Now, here's my last bit of advice. And I'm telling you, folks, I didn't mean to keep you this long, and I can keep on voting. I want to play something with you because I think I have a good strategy. And I just want to run it past you because I love getting your feedback. I want to see if you if you like the feedback I'm about to give you, folks. Uh, just drop it in my chat. I've got to go. I'm going to head over to Cowboy Logic. I know I've probably made them wait. But I want to drop something with you. I want to see what you think. I'm just going to play you one minute of something. Do you remember this video of all the Democrats? talking about the machines were rigged. Watch this real quick. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Do you remember that? Well, I want to let you know, I've thought long and hard about this. And I thought about how much shit we take for calling out the elections, and the left doesn't. And so we're collecting all of those videos, and we're going to we're going to release them to you. But I think I've figured out how to make this work. And I, 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 I guess it's time I do it. Uh, I, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I should have come out a long time ago, but I think I have to admit I am a trans Democrat. I got to thinking about it. See, I'm really a Republican. I hate that term. But I realize because I know 
that the fucking machines are rigged and it's stolen and it's crap, just like Hillary said, I fucking realized I'm a trans Democrat. I had no idea. I had no idea. And I'm telling you, it is so liberating to realize, oh my fucking God, that's why I've I've felt so out of place. I have all these feelings. I have all these emotions. I'm all fucking conflicted. uh, uh, What is it? And I realized it. When I started listening to people, the people I really identify with, I found the people I really identify, that I really identify with, were these people. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. I am a trans Democrat. And just like you can be a trans woman and have a penis because you're really a man, or you can be a trans man and have a vagina because you're really a woman. It's all about how you feel. And I'm telling you right now, I fucking feel like I'm a Democrat. And I just want to know how many people will join me in changing their banners on all their social media to say, I am a proud trans Democrat. Because if you're like me, you know you're a, con- a conservative, truly. But what you really identify with in times like these, and the people that really support you, are Democrats. And I think we're all trans, we're not conspiracy theorists, we're just fucking trans Democrats. And so, I think that's what it is. And that way, like the guy that walks around, the girl walks around with camera and people says, you can't use that camera. And the guy says, well, she identifies with the camera. And you watch people go, oh, she identifies as a camera. I'm sorry. I really think we're trans Democrats. I mean, there is, there is nothing in that 10 minute video that they're saying nothing in that 10 minute video. I disagree with because I do believe our elections are broken and I do believe these machines are shit. And I do believe it can be read. And I do believe it was collusion to do it. Sure sure as shit not. Think about it, folks. And I want to basically, there you go. Hello, my name is Joe, and I'm a trans Democrat. That's right. You just feel like you're one. Especially, I feel like I'm a... A 2016 Democrat, to be specifically. You know, like I have the, their, zim, zares, alphas, stonies, wonky, weekies, tweakies, and dadas. I think we're all fucking 2016 Democrats. Think about it. Think about it. Anyway, I love you all. I could, I can keep on going on telling you about it, but you know what I can't do? Here's what I can't do. I cannot, I cannot convince you, I cannot convince you to get proper help. I cannot convince you to follow a path based on tried truism and doing it, not theories, but doing it. And I cannot convince you to be so damn bigoted and tainted 
and rumor milled that you will cut your own fucking nose off to spite your face. I can't do any of that. But I can tell you one thing. We're here to help. We're here to win. And we're here to make sure you get good information. And it is time all of these speaking engagements stop. They mean nothing. They're doing nothing. They're accomplishing nothing. Rah-rahs don't get it, folks. You're good for about 30 or 40 minutes. You walk out of the room and you're still saying, but what in the fuck do I do? What we do is we get serious about this. We get on the same page. We follow the plan. We know how to dig evidence. We stop amplifying bullshit. It is time to play to win the games and the rah-rah is over. We are at the last hour and we have to get this fixed. I love you all. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. And we've got all the right in the world on our side. And there ain't no reason to be afraid. And there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on. Because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, there was Americans. Quezon, there was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud to remember who we are, that we are Americans. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, Freedom will survive. Not only survive, but So guys, it's time to put on a packs. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. And our fight is not for us. For all those generations that's going to come behind us. Let's save America, folks. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
sweet of the bread. 